this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Today we got the one and only Cash Page. How you feeling? K Pizzle, my G. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm pretty high right now. I had to put out the blunt. Are you really? Yeah. That's not a blunt. That's a fucking joint. I'm from Texas, so I just call them blunts. You I call everything, everything a blunt. Yeah. Really? I mean, I can't. I just don't want to be like, oh yeah, I just put out the joint. Like I'll say it, but the joint first thing sounds gonna, cool too. I feel like blunt just sound more live. Yeah, it sounds more live, but it's not <laughs> like it's a blunt because it comes from a blunt rap. I take issue with this. Either way it go, I'm getting high. She's so. trying to change shit up. On that right here. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you, you're from Dallas. Talk to us about it a little bit. For people who don't know, you've been out here. You can say yourself. Well, I could ask like ten questions at once. You can say yourself a singer or a rapper, um, primarily. I'm gonna say an artist. Yeah. On some shit like, cause it's bet. like, I don't know. I feel like I can do anything. When I want my homies, if I'm just vibing and I want to sing, that's the type of vibe I'm gonna go for. But if I want to rap and I'm turned, then niggas gonna turn up in the stew. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to just set a vibe and just like make some either some pop shit, some alternative rock shit or whatever. Right. Okay. So when okay, let's just go to the beginning though. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little all over the place. I feel like my brain is a little fried right now. But okay. So talk to me about your upbringing in Dallas and how you ended up making music and getting interested in all this. Um, it's crazy because like in Dallas, man, I ain't started going to the studio till like last year. Really? Like yeah, because in high school my mom ain't let me go. I really? had to, like, sneak to the studio and say, like, I was going with my friends out to eat. So she didn't want you making music, or she thought you were getting some other shit at the studio? A lot of girls, she when they probably- go to the studio, it's not really <laughs> about music, per se, you know? I was on the hose. I'll say that. But mm. it was more like not trusting the people I was around. You mm. know, like, she'd be like, people are going to steal your music. You can't trust everybody. And I'm like, oh, wow. I just want to, you know, I just want to record. Do you think my she parents- made you a little paranoid with that sort of thing? Like, people are going to steal your music. That's a, that's, that's She kinda- made me super paranoid. But at the same time, it was like, shit, I don't care. Whoever steal the hell and blow it up, shit, fuck it. Right. I, I, I just wanted to get out and record. That was just my main goal. And it was like, last year, whenever I start, like, getting out of my shell, I can go more. Mm. So your shell, you mean, like, the shell that she sort of had you in? Or were mm-hmm. you just shy? No, nah, the show that she had me in, I ain't shy at all. I'm really? I'm too bold. You were never <laughs> like that? Um, I was shy as a kid, but it was more me being shy because I wanted to be like liked. You mm. know, like growing up, you don't know what crowd you fit in at first. So it's like, mm, do I want to be with the cool kids or what are the cool kids? You mm. know, like, are they the bullies or are they like the people that really just don't say too much? And I kind of just tried to fit in and everywhere that I could. That's a fucked up thing about being young is that a lot of times the cool kids are just like the meanest kids. Yes. Because <laughs> they're able to sort of like push themselves to the top of the social pyramid, I guess. Facts, but it's like, 
it's crazy now that all the cool kids that just like pick on me, like they stream my music. Mm. They be like, I love you, or let's smoke when you in the city. Like, nigga, we didn't even smoke in high school. Right. Like, <laughs> I love when people want to just smoke. Facts. Like they gotta like save up all week for some weed and then they wanna celebrate it with you. It's like motherfucker, I'm smoking whatever the fuck I feel <laughs> it. And it's a pan- it's a pandemic. I'm not passing the blunt to you in this fucking trying time. Yeah, I feel like it makes me paranoid whenever I'm smoking with somebody and they just start coughing real hard. I'm like, damn, like, what you got going on over there? Like, yeah. are you sick or what? I changed my my attitude on smoking up. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna roll a blunt. Mm-hmm. If you need some weed, like for my friends who don't have that much weed or money mm-hmm. like if you need some weed i'll give you some weed or or wood even mm-hmm. but i'm smoking my blunt and if you guys want to smoke then you can smoke but i'm not really trying to like you know swap spit and really <laughs> even even in a non-pandemic time i think this is kind of a disgusting tradition that we should maybe consider letting go facts i mean it just okay so my thing about that being in a high box I'm that friend that's always going to have different types of gas because I want to get you the highest. It's like, okay, so I got Gorilla Glue and I got Pineapple Mm. Express or I got Blue Dream. I'm going to roll three of them hoes up. So it's like, I'm just going to like get you like very high. Like if I trust you and I know you're not really moving around like that, I'll pass you the blunt. You love weed on a level that not many people seem to. Man, I love weed just because it's like, um, I think it's like a euphoric feeling of just feeling super joyful all the time or just goofy. I'm goofy 24-7, but I feel like when you hot, it's it's time soon, for mm-hmm. real. But so you're not the type of person that like wakes up and smokes a blunt and then you feel a little groggy and maybe your day is not as productive as a result? Nah. No. I feel like I wake up and I wake and bake just listen to some Isaiah Rashad or like some Mac Miller okay. and just start off my, di- my day. I can't even talk right now I'm that high. No, that's dope. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like a lot of people have that. And even for me, it's like I don't usually wake up and face a blunt. Normally, I need to like do something before I feel like that's an okay decision. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I'm talking about like wake and bake as in I already didn't brush my teeth already didn't took a shower and did all that I feel like it's just like rejuvenating yeah like I earned it like I just woke my ass up let me just go ahead and you know roll me something up and just smoke and just vibe out and go wherever the fuck I'm gonna go or just like chill in my crib well that's interesting though do you wake up with a plan um to be honest I used to wake up with a plan but then I learned to just live life how it is and just go with the flow Mm. because I feel like when you have a plan it's like when shit don't go your way you get irritated Mm. That's interesting because, like, for such a long period of time in my life, I didn't really have, like, a set schedule. And now it Mm -hmm. feels like every day I'm just waking up and there's already a list of shit that I got to do. And, like... Well, you're Adam 22. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, like, it's like I got shit that I got to handle, like, almost every day. And then sometimes, like, a couple weeks ago, I had a week, no interviews the whole week. Just however it worked out. There just nobody was around or whatever. And there was no interviews that whole week. I spent the whole fucking week just feeling like... Like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing enough? Like a bum, right? I, I felt weird because I didn't have, like, my normal thing that I'm used to doing. I be feeling like a bum when I'm not doing nothing. I be like, damn, bro, like, I ain't going to be shit. Yeah. I, that just be my head, just, like, just down to myself. Because it's like, what are you doing? Like, make today a better day than yesterday or whatever. Right. So I always try to, like, keep my day productive. If it's, like, writing something or just, like... Shit, hanging out with my family, quality time. But then sometimes you'll hang out with, like, you know, I'm 36. Sometimes you'll be around people who are moving at a different speed, mm-hmm. and you sort of realize, like, oh, shit, like, they're going to, like, kick it and party until 5 in the morning, and I don't have the same luxury yeah. because I have something I got to do at 8 in the morning, you know? And it's, Facts. like, that can be kind of weird. Like, it's very, that's a great period in your life when you could just do whatever and have fun whenever. Hell, yeah. It just depends because sometimes I'll be getting tired. I'll be uh, like, let me just go home. Right. 
Because I just can't kick it all the time. I was at Blueface's crib. There was like 15 girls there. We were all <laughs> hanging out. We are all drinking and smoking. And then I, I look at my phone. It's 10 p.m. I'm like, oh, my. 10 p.m. I got to go, guys. Come on. Damn, you went home at 10? Yes. This is how old I am now. Home at 10 and this hoes at the house. You tripping. You my, got at least my girl's nine like months 12. pregnant. So for the record, it wasn't like a normal like, okay, oh, there's okay. some bitches here and I'm a single guy. I'm a, <laughs> Congrats, you know. dude. We, we did kind of. Thank you. I appreciate it. We, we were talking about that. I'm like, how different would tonight have been if we were all single? Crazy. It would have been pretty weird. I would have actually probably felt bad. Like blue face <laughs> puts all these girls in a house and we just come through and not. not I don't know what would happen. But um, you would have stolen. It would have been something. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, so talk to me about how you got into making music. Did you have that idea since like a super young age, or when did that come into your brain? Um. Yeah, I always wanted to do music because I heard my dad and you know the closet we had like a little studio in the closet and he'd just be playing beats and just making music and i'd be like damn what is that so i was curious one day he was rapping um no nah, my dad's a singer but he was just more making music for other people and mixing their stuff really yeah so i just went in there i was like what is this and he was just like i'm just making music and i was like, i want to do it and he you know he would put me on the track but i was never consistent At I like ran... what age though did you start to want to do it i think like um shit like when I was like seven, seven okay. or eight. But it was more like I was in summer track. Mm. I was really fast. I wanted to go to the Olympics. That was my whole goal. Oh, wow, really? And yeah, like we used to be in the summer hot as hell under tents, just eating pickles. In <laughs> eating. Dallas, running as fast as you possibly could during the summer. <laughs> that, and, and then for some reason, Cheating eating like pickles. <laughs> yeah, wow, that sounds intense. Pickles are good for you. I especially hate pickles. In, you, you don't like pickles? It's one of the only foods I want to eat. Nah, come to Texas. You got to get some fried pickles. I'm they pretty, fire oh, with no, no, ranch. No, no, no. I've had fried pickles, and I will admit that those are a little bit more tolerable, but only because That's like you, an oxymoron. But you eat. don't taste the pickle. You taste the fucking fried shit on the outside. Okay. And then you, you right. dip it in ranch. Okay, here's something else I know tastes amazing. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. Look. Right. You, you'll get five cool points but for so, that one. So you were running. <laughs> yeah. And then... And it was just like, this is what I want to do, but I also want to do music because I loved how it sounded. And I remember... um. Not knowing how to go about it because I wanted to be in a group. I felt like in my era, it was like mindless behavior, OMG girls, new mm. boys. Like it was just different, you know, groups. I was like, damn, like that shit fly. Like I'll do music, but only if I can do it with my cousins and my friends. Because then you can rely on other people and you don't necessarily, you don't need to have a fully developed like identity for yourself Facts. as an artist. If you can kind of rely on these other people. Exactly. And it, it's more fun because it's like I'm doing it with my homies. Mm. And it was just like, nah, nobody was ever serious with it. So I ended up doing it like my sophomore year because I seen everybody dropping music like Around that time, I was still finding myself. I was a follower, but I knew I was cold at music. So I was like, damn, I'm about to just drop a rap song with my homie, and that's what we're going to do. So we dropped the rap song. I was like, it was like singing rap a little bit. Uh -huh. Dropped it, and everybody at the school was sing, like, singing that hoe, and I was like, bet. I'm going to drop a singing song now. And I dropped it before I turned 16. And, bro, it was going crazy as hell at the school. Wow, so, like, really? everybody started knowing me from music, but everybody used to know me from dancing. Uh-huh. Okay. So, like, did your parents encourage you in any particular way to have that confidence about music because i feel like that's one thing that so many people are just sort of born like even people who really want to make music it mm -hmm. takes them a long time to sort of get into that mentality of believing in themselves you seem Facts. like you are really confident you seem really confident right now as well like do you, do you think your parents sort of set you up for that um no nah, my my parents kind of had already had my you know my life planned out it was school and you know sports and college mm -hmm. so 
when they realized that I want to do music, like, as I started getting older, it was kind of like, uh, you know, that's dope, and we know you can do music, but that doesn't work out for everybody. Mm. And I remember just like, nah, I don't want to go back to work. So I graduated high school two years early. Like, I just didn't want to do shit. I was like, I want to do music, and I know it's going to pop me off, and I just believed in myself and shit. That's pretty much all that really happened. Like, mm. I remember getting a call from Dev Jam, and my life changed. Like, my mom was, like, telling me go sign up for, like, classes and shit. And I was like, nah, I feel like something to happen. So this is, like, the very call. end of high school when you got that call? Yeah, I got it, like, probably a few months afterwards. Like, wow. I graduated high school. Literally, the day the day after I graduated from high school, I ran away from home. Because wow. my mom thought I smoked in the house. Oh, shit. What, but you were really just stanking from smoking yeah. somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to tell her. She's like, you lying, you lying. And I'm like, bro, I'm not finna lie. Like, damn, I already told you I smoked. Like, I'm not yeah. finna add extra shit. So well, after that, she was like, you can't do music no more. Da, da, da. I was like, fuck that. Took my shit, and I ran away. And I ran away for a week. And it's crazy. I ran away, and I ended up at fucking Commerce, like at a college. And uh -huh. she found where I was because, mind you, I'm, I, I be dancing. I was on somebody's Snapchat jigging and shit. And she was like, oh, there she is. And like and was posting me on Twitter. And your mom found it on there? Yes, what bro. The I'm in that whole like, everybody like, hey, hey. I'm like, hey. Wow, your mom no sounds one. really resourceful. My mom would have <laughs> never, on a Snapchat, that's crazy. Bro, my mom put out a whole ass Amber Alert. Oh, no, really? Yes, bro. Like everybody that you know got it on their yes, phone bro. and everybody shit? Everybody thought I was missing <gasps> on Twitter, bro. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What? I just seen DMs like, bro, I'm praying. I hope you say. I'm like, bro, I'm partying right now. Like, I just don't have my fucking phone. Right. Okay, so then what? Your mom pulls up to the party and just nah, it, it gets <laughs> drags worse. you out of the party? Bro, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. So I wake up in the morning. I see texts and stuff, and they're like, yo, your mom knows you're here. I feel like you should leave Commerce. I'm like, bet. So I leave Commerce, and I go right back to, like, Dallas, like, mm -hmm. um, Arlington area. Bro, I'm texting my homie, like, can you take me to Houston to my sister house? And he like, yeah, I got you. Bro, this dude literally went back and told my mama where I was. My mama pulled up and got me. He snitched on you to your mom? Yes, bro. Wow, what the <laughs> fuck? You got to reconsider who you're hanging out with. <laughs> I feel like you can say it, like, both ways. Like, reconsider or just, like, thank him, too. Yeah, there's it's that, like, too, yeah. But at the time, I was like, damn, you a snake, bro. You are a rat. I was so mad. Like, I really wanted to stay away, and I want to go back home. Right. So what happens when you link up with your mom again? Because at this moment, like, you're in that position where it's like you're 18. Like, you're about to either be leaving the house or whatever. Like, what is your mom really going to tell you? It was like, um, it was just, I had tried to jump the fence. <laughs> she had tried to, like, run and get me and shit. And they were just like, like, where have you been? And I was like, I just been here, like, just chilling. I want to do music. Like, that was just my whole thing. Like, I want to do music. That's the only thing I could say. And it kind of was weird when I got back. I thought I was going to get a whooping and just, like, be in more trouble. Nah, like, they took me out to eat, gave me back my phone, and they were just like, you know, we were scared. And she kind of started getting more supportive, and, like, we started kind of getting a little bit more close. Mm. And I don't know. I remember she was just like, 
yo, I know you want to do music, but you need to be in school. And that's like kind of when I started like believing in myself more like, nah, like manifesting it, kind of speaking it into mm -hmm. existence every single day. But you don't feel like you were the type of person that was going to be able to manage school and music. Like I, because I, I, in my mind, that's what I would want for my kid is like, if you have something you're passionate about, cool, but you have to like be able to get your actual duties done and then you can focus all your other time on this thing you're passionate about. But I also know from being a kid that it is like incredibly hard to like divvy up your attention when you're really nuts about Facts. something. Facts. It was just like school just wasn't my thing. Mm. I loved, you know, class and being social. And, you know, sometimes I love my assignments. Like I was cool in chemistry. I was cool in history. But it was just like going to college. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do music and do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, if mm. that makes sense. And um, it kind of just happened for me. Like I remember this day like it was yesterday. My mom was texting me and me and my homies was going out to um, some shit called Penstacks. She was like, you need to go home. You need to apply for college. You need to get a job. I'm like, I don't know. Something's going to happen. I don't feel like I should get one, and that's just that. And she was like, well, you need to take your ass home. And I'm like, I just got here. And she was like, no, nah, I need to go home. Mm -hmm. Seeing this old couple, not really old, probably like 30. And I'm like, you know, 18 at the time. I walk in, they're like staring at me, and I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? Because I was just on SoundCloud. I wasn't on Apple, no nothing. They were like, um, this might be weird, but is your name Cash? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we're big fans. Can we take a picture with you? And I'm like, bro, like, that was my first moment of, feeling like, you know, somebody. And I was like, bro, it's this feeling. I had a gut feeling that my life was finna change. She still texts me like, go home, go home. I'm like, bet, fuck it. My homegirl called me an Uber. I'm talking to the Uber driver and, you know, I'm sad a little bit, so she talking to me. And I was like, I just wanna do music. You know, my mom just won't let me do music. And, you know, that's my passion. And she was just like, I understand where your mom's coming from. She's being protective. And I was just like, nah, like something finna happen. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna do music. Got home. Remember, I was chilling with my homeboy the next day, and that's when Def Jam called me. Mm. And, and it, well, it was, was crazy as fuck. Like, yo, you're dope. My name's Tavis Chagway. I'm from Def Jam Recording. Yo, I want to fly you out to New York tomorrow. I was like, huh? I'm like, stop playing on my phone. Nah, 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 nah. I DM'd your manager. I DM'd you. Y'all won't respond back. Like, I, I, I want to work. I'm like, bet. So I called my mom. My mom's like, that shit fake or whatever. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, it's real. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, search them up, everything. I'm like, I'm going to New York. Mm. I'm going to New York. I don't know what it is, but I'm going. And she was like, all right, we're going to search him up. And then if we see if he legit, we'll, we'll let you go. So they seen he was legit. We fly out the next day and it was crazy. It was just like, he was so cool. Uh -huh. I'm also, um, I was into like knowing that they were going to be on some, you need to record, you need to record. Nah, we went to the movies, we chill, he got to know me. And like, I'll always, you know, like fuck with my A&Rs have, like, right. that's like the realest nigga ever. That's dope. So you signed like then or did you take a little while to sign? I signed like, um, like probably three months four months like later but uh -huh. it was just like building that relationship and knowing that it wasn't how everybody perceived you know industry to be it was like we're gonna put you in the studio and that's all you're gonna be doing like they uh -huh. want to take music because that's what my parents would tell me like that you know they just take people's music and stuff and it was like nah they thought you were gonna take your music and like give it to other artists and yeah like that. Okay. and i was just like nah i feel like they really fuck with me and they really fucked with me and they kind of stayed in contact i started meeting interscope and just different you know record labels and then i ended up with dev jim but you didn't none of the meetings went particularly well in terms of the uh, the other labels that you met up with um i wasn't i'm not gonna say they weren't going well they loved me it was just like the company i was keeping you know mm. i had like 
a janky manager at the time. So it was like they could see that. I couldn't see that at the time. I was so young and naive. I just wanted to be signed, you mm. know. So whenever they seen that, they were like, oh, we kind of don't want to be apart. But they always DM'd me. Like they always would follow me and just be like, yo, just checking in, da da da. Hope you're doing amazing. And it was just like I still ended up with Def Jam because I just realized how real, you know, Tab was. Mm. Respect. Okay, so that's interesting. What has changed in terms of your music since you signed? Like, have you, do you feel like you're taking things to another level at this point? Um, I feel like more growth in lyricism. Uh-huh. Like, knowing what to talk about and knowing how to, like, use my melodies in, the, you know, a right way of right. Like, making a hit. And shit, my bro Sonic over there, like, he's the one that made the cash page sound, you know? Like, well, some incredible pants on right now, for the record. <laughs> Oh, that's Jules. That's Sonic oh, right there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got some more normal pants, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you feel like you've kind of taken it to a different level? Or what yeah, were you saying? I got distracted up. by the pants. Yeah. No, you good. Just growing up. Like, I'm 19. Yeah. You know, so it's just like to have the growth of last year, dropping my first EP, and then going into Teenage Fever this year, and everybody being able to relate and going number one first day, like, what the fuck? That makes zero sense. I right. just signed last year. You know, so it was like God's blessings and it's just him shining his light on me. Definitely. So, okay, when you, because the thing was, is that I seen somebody else say something about you, or maybe I got an email asking me if I wanted to interview you or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so then I go, I start listening to your music, I go to look at your Instagram, I do the thing that, uh, you know, weird industry guys like me always do, where I check to see if you had DM'd me before, mm -hmm. and you had, and you had been on Melrose, and you had basically been like, Hey, like I'm on Melrose. Like, if you want to smoke one or something, let me know. <laughs> Where were you at, like, at that point? Because that was before the Def Jam conversation, right? Or was that after it that you were like out there on Melrose, like meeting people and shit? It was, but I met you with my homie Golden at oh. Rolling Loud too. Oh, he had introduced right, 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 us. Right, right, right. I forgot. And about I that was one. just like, shit, I'm a, I'm gonna get an interview, with bro. He was like, I got you, bro. I got you. And it was just like, that's when I met you. Interesting. But I did okay. DM you probably like. Two years ago or last year. Right. Because that was before you ever had the Def Jam conversation mm -hmm. and shit like that? Yeah. Okay, so you were just doing the little Melrose, like, trying to meet people type thing? Hell yeah, like... That was an important part of life. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, I don't know, just trying to connect, and I'm still doing that every single day. For just, sure. Just, you know, know how to socialize and, you know, just have genuine energy with people. Yeah, I mean, you have very, like strong energy in that regard like very personable conversational a lot of people like especially artists are sort of in this weird mental space it's kind of what it be in hollywood or more being like i don't want to talk about it yeah, like, they just don't know how to hold a conversation it's weird because you meet so many people that like clearly think that they're destined to become this like pop star or some shit but then they can barely hold a fucking conversation and it's like yeah, so it's you like, realize <laughs> this is about like people liking you ultimately at the end of the power. day yeah and i feel like a lot of people like carry some star power like i feel like Blueface carries star power yeah like when he walk in the room you're gonna be like who is that i feel like if you got that type of energy you can go places and i feel like when you socialize with people and people like you you can go even further you know yeah i was just at walmart with Blueface, and <laughs> i was like just seeing it i'm like holy fuck like i it almost like kind of forgot like this dude's like level of fame is nuts like Facts. it's way beyond everybody want to be a tatiana his music yes <laughs> oh my god we're standing outside the walmart and he's just taking pictures with everybody and these girls pull up crank tatiana i'm like it's so funny that they just pull up and play his most famous song like he ain't never heard it before that's, that's so fire. Live. 
Yeah, that's the reason why I be doing this dance, that little, little uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen like an eight-year-old kid doing that for him outside the Walmart, I'm too. I'm crying. It was beautiful. Um, okay, so you've just been grinding away and stuff. Like, how, how do you feel? Like, like what, what do you feel like you are really bringing to the table in terms of music? Or, like, what makes you special in that regard? Like, what, what is it? Charisma. Mm. <laughs> Personality. And just, like, knowing to always keep it trill and be myself. Mm-hmm. I grew up not knowing who I was and wanting to be like everybody else. So it was like once I found out what type of energy I carried and the type of voice I had, like voices in speaking terms, not really music, but that too. It was like, shit, you have star power, bro. Like get in this shit, you know, like really, you know, take this shit serious and take advantage of it because you don't get this chance all the time. Oh, that's real for sure. Um, okay, but from being in the studio and stuff, from working on your craft, like we wasn't you, even in the studio. Me and my bro, my bro in college, we recorded everything in a dorm room. Right, but now that you actually are in like real studios and working with real producers and stuff, do you find yourself feeling like you're really, you know, adding to your craft or like taking it to a different level? Do you, do you look back at those times recording in the dorm and it's like, whoa, I've I've come a long fucking way in terms of knowing what I'm doing since then. Nah, we still record in the dorm. Really? We still record at home studios. I just don't like big studios at all. I feel like um, when you're at home or you're around a company of creatives that have dope equipment and dope energy, that makes the music, that makes hits, you Mm. know, and that's what we did in all the dorm rooms, bro, like just made super hits. Definitely, yeah. Hell yeah, and it's like you feel comfortable. Yeah. When you feel comfortable, you can do anything. And you see that go to extremes, too, because I see rappers, like, sitting next to the engineer with the mic just like that so they don't even have to get up and go in the booth or mm-hmm. whatever. That's, like, some That's new comfortability. shit. Mad For people who are just, like, huge artists who just record in their living room, and it's just... I feel like that's they, the way it's, that's it's the way. about that more than like having the booth around you or whatever yeah because mm-hmm. i feel like when you go into the room it's like i mean the boots are cool but it's yeah. like being able to get that right there because you're gonna have a melody in your head and it's like damn we need to cut this right now so i don't forget it right so you just like cut it and it's easier like i feel like when you go in the booth it's like you have to sit there and uh, 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 There's like, more pressure yeah because it's like you're fucking up Right. You're going to c- continue to fuck up, but I'd rather fuck up, like, in my, you know, my comfort zone, like, be in a, a room where I'm comfortable with these people. Definitely. You punch in or you're right beforehand? Um, I, I just freestyle. Like, yeah. I just kind of, like, just say whatever that comes to my mind. Uh-huh. But you'll, like, go back and forth, or is it, do you, like, lay, like, a mumble reference type track and then sort of end up going over it, or what's your... Um, I'll do a mumble, and then I'll tell bro to delete it, and then um, I'll kind of just freestyle. And we'll listen back and we'll be like, if they fuck with it, we'll keep it. If we don't fuck with it, we won't. Uh-huh. And usually nine times out of ten, we keep that hoe and then I just go again. And then I do shit with my voice where I do like ooze. Like, I'm a sampler, so I sample my voice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, what's that? You- like, you know how like you hear old school songs and um, like different, like Bryson Tiller's music or something? Uh-huh. It will be us trying to recreate a old school songs with voice memos or like anything and just put it in the song and put an effect on it. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Damn. <laughs> that's crazy um who have you actually like worked with musically because i've seen a few names thrown around that you've uh, collaborated with that, that hasn't been released i think for the most part or like who who have you been in the studio with um recently or just in general yeah since you kind of um only going. person i've really been in the studio with before covid was don like don Tolliver. yeah and he's like a beast in the stew like he goes in like wayne how'd you get connected with him he's incredible my manager like i literally texted him i was like yo i want to get him with don he cool he's right. like he's fire he was like bet and shit we got like the next day 
And I remember playing him, you know, some of my unreleased records. He was like, oh, yeah, them shit's fire. And I played Euphoria. Uh He was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting on that right now. And he had got on it, and it was just over through time. Like, shit, he wanted it on his album, and Travis hopped on it. Wow. So you actually, you didn't actually meet Travis? He just Mm -hmm. hopped on the record separately? Yeah, I didn't meet Travis at all. Right. That's crazy. I want to make a record with Travis, though. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. That would be, I feel like a lot of young artists now, that's kind of like the holy grail. He's sort of one of the biggest dudes out there right now. Yeah, I feel like um, Travis, Drake, anybody. I want to make songs with like Childish Gambino. Mm. Um, would have loved to work with Juice World. You know, like just Rest like different type of artists. Yeah. I feel like anybody, Katy Perry, wow. uh, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, whoever. How, how do you get into that pop star, female pop star world, though? That's a pretty unique category. I, I feel like it's just how the tone like i don't know i feel like you set the tone in the music that you want to make mm, definitely who were you looking at originally that sort of made you want to be a rapper both male and female um i like drake i feel like drake is super vulnerable in his music and i mm. feel like vulnerability is what eats people alive because it's like damn are you in my mind right now like i can relate to everything you're saying why right and i feel like when you can relate you tap into the artist more because you know exactly what they're talking about. You were there before, you know? And I feel like female-wise, SZA. SZA. SZA has the most grooviest, you know, like, feel about her. I feel like um, I was listening to her on SoundCloud, all her SoundCloud music, and it was like she used to rap, and she kind of reminded me of Erica Badu. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, what Dallas holds. And so I was like, damn, this is a dope feeling. And I just kind of want to mix the two in between. Interesting, yeah. Is there any female artists you'd want to work with? Um, all of them. It's not even any in particular. I want to work with anybody that want to work with me, and mm. I like if it makes sense. I it has you. to make sense. It has to sound good. You have a very uh, diplomatic attitude in that sense. There's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I don't really like anybody's music, or I don't want to work with anybody like that. Though, See, but you. you don't get nowhere in life being <laughs> like that, though. I feel like people that are like not even really assholes. It's like the energy you put out is what you get back. Definitely. I feel like if you put out good energy, you're going to receive that back. And I feel like if you put out bad energy and you're like, man, fuck that. I don't want to work with these people. That's what you're going to receive back. I had to grow from even wanting to work with writers. Last year, I was like, a writer? The fuck? No, you can't write my story. Really? Now it's like, that writer might have one of the biggest records of your fucking life. Take that. You know? Right. So it's like now. And you can only possibly learn from that person, really. Exactly. Right? So now it's like, now that I'm getting back into recording, it's like, working with writers and working with these other producers and really tapping into what the fuck I can do. You know, I don't know what I can do yet. So it's like, I just want to fulfill everything that I can. When you say working with writers, though, like what is that actual experience like for you? Is it typically like you just end up in the studio with somebody you don't even really know and then they're sort of like giving you, like do they have reference tracks ready or whatever? Some of them already be like reference, like they already like have the track recorded so Mm -hmm. they just play it or some are just like, yo, like let's listen to some beats and you just tell me like what it make you think about I'm gonna tell you what it make me think about and it kind of like a collaboration but I've never really worked with any writers Mm. so I'm about to just now get into it so I want to see how it feels that's interesting yeah I feel like it's kind of crazy too because people want to act like the writer thing is just this cheat code that's gonna make you explode and it's like no I know a lot of people are working with writers that don't seem like it's (laughs) it's not really doing anything for them really they're not taking them off (laughs) it it ain't really changing anything for them I can't even imagine what their music would sound like if they didn't have a writer not for real 
Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I was watching another interview with you where you just very specifically said that you really don't like Sagittarius's too. So I really wanted to call you out there and find out what's wrong with me and my uh, people. You, yes, November 24th. <laughs> Nearly a Scorpio, but no. Okay, so male Sagittarius, I don't know much. Me like, neither, because I've, I've never paid attention to this my whole life. I'm screaming. I feel like female Sagittarius, bro, it's, it's just something about them. It's just delusional. It's not mm. like I hate them. It's just like when it comes to relationships, I just wouldn't date them. Mm. Interesting. So you are, would you describe yourself as more into guys or girls? Girls, for sure. Okay. I feel like whenever I was, you know, like coming up or whatever, Talking to dudes, it was just too serious. I've never met a, a dude that wasn't shit. You know, like, I always had, like, cool, you know, like, cool guys around me. But it's, like, females, bro, I be mean, like, the worst females, but I love them. Really? I love them. I guess I can relate to them, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, guys, guys know exactly what you're talking about, that you can meet a girl that really ain't about shit, and you still, like, like she's a girl. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, she's an angel. Would you describe yourself <laughs> as bi? Um... I wouldn't even want to label myself yet because mm. it's like, shit, I'm still young. I don't know what I'm going, you know, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to be in 10 years or 15. You know, like, uh -huh. who knows? But it's not, I feel like for some it's people. It's more like I'm just me and I'm attracted to what I'm attracted to. Right. You know? I mean, for some people, like, they just they just know that they're not into other, what any gender in particular. Yeah. For you, it's like a little bit more blurry, like you could see yourself being interested in. It's just. Not where you've kind of leaned so yeah, far? Yeah, it's just more like I've been more on females like ever since, you know, in high school. Because my first, I got my first girlfriend um, my eighth grade year. And it was like after that, that's all I was talking to. Really? Because I remember my seventh grade, no, it was my eighth grade year. I ended up punching this dude I was talking to in the face. Really? Yeah. And you were like, fuck this. I'm, yeah, because it was just. Girls now. Yeah, because it was just way too much. I had punched him in the face though. So it was something else. So, I, I think I dropped punched him in the face. To be so everybody with you. knew that you were in a relationship with this other girl in eighth grade, and it yeah, was, it was no big deal because I feel like the world. It was, was for sure a big deal. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but everybody was like, "Oh, like they're gay." Oh my gosh! And it was just like then everybody wanted to start coming out. Like oh, really? I like girls too, and just trying to flirt. But it's it, interesting when you say that because I'm trying to picture somebody being in a gay relationship when I was in eighth grade. And it's like <laughs> I don't know what that would have been like. I, don't, I feel like it would have been like the biggest deal ever. Oh, for real? Like yeah. the, the fucking talk of the school. In 98? Yeah, it probably would have read differently. I'm crying, bro. <laughs> Everybody was just trying to turn gay after that. Yeah? Really? Damn, it set the school on fire after that. Nah, for real. I was like, damn. But I think everybody kind of like already knew. Like I've always been like, I, I would describe myself as a pretty tomboy. Right. Yeah, because it's not like I'm, I'm not coming in this hole like, man, what's up, bro? You're trying to like, like I'm right. not coming in this hole like trying to be a boy or trying to be a dude. You feel me? Like I'm coming this hole really chilling and being myself. Right. Do you still have a lot of guys like trying Bro, to? Bro, yes. I did. My best friend, my my ex best friend, just hit me up today talking about, "Yo, you're in my dream," and I was like, "What happened?" He was like, "Bro, like I don't know. Like you came up to me like by the car and you were like, you've been wanting me and kissed me. I said, damn, that dream does not sound realistic, fam. Yeah, like that. And you should have kept that to yourself, Yeah, buddy. like, that was just, <laughs> it, it got super awkward at that point, because I'm like, why would you, you didn't have to tell me that, fam. Like, I asked you, but it was like, you could have left that part out. Like, he, he should have just made up a whole other dream, because now it makes me not want to talk to you like that. Oh, uh, yeah, it's so weird when you talk to girls about how hard it is to have, like, platonic male friends, because, like, as you become cool with them, they just will 100% yeah. end up shooting their shot. Facts. There's just no underestimating how I feel like it's the same are. with females though too. Like you be having mm. like a, a a bad bitch that's your friend, you be like, damn, like 
one day she'd be looking too good and you'd be like, damn, why have not shot at you? No, yeah. As a guy, <laughs> like if I was single, it is kind of hard. Like if you have like a really good looking person that you really get along with, like what <laughs> is the thing that's going to stop you from shooting your shot sooner or later unless you have a good reason not to? You exactly. Know? Unless it's just too good of a friendship. But it's yeah. like, bro, them be the best ones. I think that's the problem for dudes, though, is that at the end of the day, dudes don't really give a shit about friendship all that much. Low key, it's just like it is what it is. Yeah, they're friends with it's their five, boys. Five, five, five. That's dope. Or at least they're acting like they are. Yeah. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. You gonna make a wish? Nah, I, I'm just into angel numbers. Like I see them all the time. Just the repeating numbers. Yeah, like I'll see one 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 two 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 three three three. I just see them every day. Interesting. Two two. Adam two two. Then you gotta have the other two. Oh, so I need more twos. Mm-hmm. To like, well, I mean, twenty two is the angel number. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> um, okay, you so funny than a hoe. have yeah. you dated any actual like rappers or anybody that we know, or has it all been more local relationships? See, I'm more interested in um, the low key. Mm. Like you don't even need, really need followers. I just like pretty, like natural females, and I feel like when they be super chill and don't really care too much about being on the scene and just about their money and their business, that's my type. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's interesting. But yeah, you, but would I fuck with like some female like girls in like the the industry? Yeah, yeah. What's your type though? Christina Milian. Okay, that's very very specific. <laughs> like very she's, famous. She's and beautiful. pretty. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's she's gorgeous. I feel like that. Um, I don't know. I just love beautiful women. Right. I respect it. Um, that's crazy, man. It must be. I know you be, bro. I know you used to be on the hoes. Let me. Let me rephrase that. Well, we work together now, so it's kind of like that. That's a weird part about it, is that me and my girl will be like looking at some girl's Instagram together and being like, "Oh, <laughs> we should work with her. Like, she's hot, <laughs> yeah, you know." That's a lot. It's weird. It's only I feel like she'll never get jealous unless the girl looks like like if the girl's in the exact same category as her, like I similar body type, skin, similar skin tone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like if like like a twin. Yeah, like if we're talking about a girl that's like a completely different race or whatever, it's like she don't really. It doesn't like line yeah, it, it up for her to be her. jealous of it because it's just like a completely different category. Yeah, you know? it's like you getting like you you got your cake and you eating it too type shit. Literally, she's nine months pregnant right now, so there's a whole lot of cake. <laughs> what uh? So you're working on an album? Um, I'm just excuse me, I'm just working in general. Okay. Like since I just dropped my project, I just been working and just trying to like figure out what is the next move besides mm. like getting content. I feel like when you actually focus on what you're supposed to do, like, it just fucks up your whole mind, bro. Because mm. it fucked up my mind, my first EP. I was like, damn, th- this EP is called Park Car Convos. I have to think about shit you'll talk about in the car. And it's like, bro, you can talk about anything in the fucking car. Like, just make music. Right. Parked car convos. All that. That, that when I first like heard that, it really reminded me of like a high school type vibe because there's yeah. so many times in your life in high school where you just like have to conduct your business in the car because you don't really have like a house or an apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Niggas got to smoke in a car, drink in a car. Yeah, definitely. Just sit there out in the uh, like parking lot. Riding bikes. It's always weird when you see people that are like in like a public park sitting on a bench together, but they clearly I, like I've over the years seen people like 
really close to like actually fucking in public. Well, I've definitely seen people fuck in public too, but like, <laughs> you know, like when you could tell that these are like two like kids who basically are like, they're just all over each other because they don't have anywhere else to go, but yeah. they're just like doing it on a public bench. It happened the other day. I rolled up on these fucking, we were riding at this college and I rounded this corner and this girl was like straddling a dude and they're just like making out. And I just like immediately, Damn. I felt like I had walked in on something I wasn't supposed to be in. I turned right around. I'm like, See, Jesus Christ. It's the PDA for me. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> like, I just can't do all that in you know, public. I feel like kissing on the cheek or yeah. like, uh, it has to be like slight hug. And I feel like everybody should be just caked up. Yeah. And I feel like, it's just weird sometimes. I feel like that was my problem when I was single is I would be like meeting random girls and like just going out with them and all of a sudden we're like holding hands and shit. Like I just <laughs> didn't have that like proper filter in my head of like, no, this is things, these are things you do not do with somebody you just met. What, holding hands? Yeah, you put a couple of beers in me. It was just out the window. <laughs> I think it started turning to a whole different person. Kind of. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else we uh, need to know about? What do we uh, got to say before we uh, wrap the cash page interview part one i feel like there'll be more to come no nah, for sure mm. for sure niggas gotta have a geek one we gotta have a hot box one like where we get high as hell and see like who who can get the highest or something who would you want there who do you want to smoke with seth rogan mm -hmm. snoop dogg and mike epps really? i feel like that would be the funniest hot box session ever all people like in their 40s or 50s which is interesting you didn't go with anybody younger but mike epps is funny and he don't even try to be Right. I feel like he'll just be like, oh, hell no. And everybody just started laughing. Like, he just goofy. I'm trying not to laugh right now thinking about it. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because, like, a lot of older people just stop, like, allowing the world to know that they smoke weed. Because, like... As an artist, some people, like, they I, don't want you to. I guess this late into the interview, I'll just say it, that, like, one time I linked up with Joe Bowden, mm -hmm. and it was just backwards on the table. And I was just like, you smoke backwards? And he's like, is that weird? And I'm like, no, it's not weird at all. It's just it's weird because it's you, bro. Like, I'm like, that's what everybody else. I can't even see him smoking. I like, know. I can't see Drake smoking either. But you know, no, Drake, because you've seen him with the, the little spliff. He's always talking about spliffs, and you see him with like a little spliff in like a video of him like walking around the house. Spliffs and shit. hit too hard. Like, bro, out there, his shit was low key hidden. I was just trying not to choke. For real? I feel like you go to Miami, bro. They be having like grab a leaf and they shit. You put the fronto in there. It's crazy, yeah. Bro, throat burning. <laughs> It puts like Smell a weird like, like, cloud over your day when you've got the fronto really pumping through your lungs because that yes. shit is so like. And it oh. smells like cigarettes sometimes too. I love the fronto, but I never, I never like get it. But and I, I, my friends from like my friend Black Dave from New York, he mm. rolls the best fronto splits. God, every time I hang out with him, I just get fully. <laughs> I stop rolling anything myself, and I'll just be like, "Oh, Dave, you want to roll something up?" Just like slide it over to him. Like, He'd be fully loaded because them yeah. hoes hit just like hemp wraps. Oh yeah. The hemp wraps, you know, that's what they have to do for a lot of like the pre-rolled blunts now is that they have mm -hmm. like a hemp thing that like feels kind of like tobacco and that's what they wrap it in. I've gotten some of these from companies. <laughs> I just had the highest moment ever. It seems like a pre-rolled blunt, but it's a fucking hemp leaf. But when you did this, bro, I didn't know if you were looking at me because you're a high or if I was looking at you because I'm high. I was looking at you because I'm talking to you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. You did this. You were like... I was like, I've never seen nobody do that shit before. So I didn't know if that was like one of your high moments or what. Sometimes I feel like I don't do enough <laughs> eye contact on the podcast. But like, then I start, I start to contact. overthink it. Like how much <laughs> eye contact am I supposed to be doing? One time I had a dude freak out on me because I like shook his hand like to meet him. But like I didn't really like look at him. And then he was like, he's like, man, what is that? Like you, you introduced yourself to somebody, but you didn't even like have eye contact with me. I'm like, 
but it was like in the middle of this long ass live stream and he, mm -hmm. he had no idea like how mentally tortured I was at this point. This might've been the same day that Boonk passed out on the live stream. Damn, Just, he passed out? Yeah. I've never seen that smacked before. Smacked his head on the wall. I noticed the other day, it was like wait, six million views. Was he with a female in the hotel bed or something? No, he was sitting okay, there doing the interview and then when he got up to leave, he went and smacked his forehead on the wall. Damn. He hates being called Boonk now. He wants to be called John Cabana. What up, John Cabana? You lit. You missed you missed the bunker. You were too young. No, I, I remember the bunker. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention to it as much because I, I was just like, damn, like he not in trouble, like. <laughs> Bunk? No, yeah, that was a weird one because he like started out just like stealing shit and then he eventually kind of started to the, fake everybody stealing started shit doing and then he just it. stopped. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like I just couldn't keep up with the hype around my era. I was just pretty much focused on what the fuck was next. Do you feel and we <laughs> okay? But like when it comes to like social media and shit like that, do you ever feel like you're sort of incentivized to do some goofy ass shit to get popping, or do you feel like very confident in just being yourself in terms of how you present yourself on social media or otherwise? So what if I worded that like, if you are a goofy person? Oh well, then that that's I mean hey yeah like I, I be corny as fuck sometimes I post corny shit so it's like if that if that's what y'all you know attracted to and y'all mm. fuck with that. You know, but you ain't doing it. skits yet, are you? No, I'm not doing skits. I've seen rappers start doing skits. The label got a gun to their head or something. I'm like, I know you don't want to be doing yeah. this. <laughs> nah, like not no fucking skits. I just did a short film for my album. Really? Yeah, oh, trying shit. to turn it into a TV show, get it picked up by Netflix or something. Oh, that would be lit. I like shit like that. What about like beefing that. with some other rappers? Beefing? It just it just doesn't. That's it, guaranteed. People pay attention to you right there. Facts. It's not once once you start beefing, everybody wants to know why y'all are beefing. Are y'all gonna fight, <laughs> or just like what 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 is it? You know, like <coughs> I just feel like beefing's not it. I'm unproblematic. If you want to stage a beef, it would be great if you fake beefed with a girl and then dated her or fake dated her. I feel like people would just think I was weird if I did some shit like that. They'll be like, "Yeah, nah, that's not it. Because Twitter, like you have to understand, Twitter is a different type of time now. Like, it's mm. cancel culture, and then it's just like, it was no point of this. Like, people that don't really care, like the the Debbie Downer yeah. like side. Yo, you know what I see people getting accused of now is like the the fake dating, like fake gay queer baiting type stuff. Like mm -hmm. they'll be really mad at a girl for like pretending to date another girl if they're not really actually like that. Who did that? I seen YouTuber girls do it. I'm not not in hip hop so much. I've never seen that shit on YouTube. I don't know. That just makes me think of like some Tumblr era. You were a Tumblr girl, that makes sense. I fuck with Tumblr. I feel like Frank Ocean made me fuck with Tumblr. You don't still look at Tumblr, do you really? Um, I'm not going to say I don't look at it, but I want to like, I want to bring it back in a sense. Like we take like disposable film pictures and shit of like, like the sky or just us and just like, we'll post it on some shit like that. Mm. I feel like Tumblr and MySpace need to come back. I wonder if anybody could have like a pop in Tumblr in 2020 or maybe they do. And I just don't know about it. Let's do it. We're going to do it. That whole aesthetic of just being like a person who's like known because they would curate the right random images on their Tumblr. Mm -hmm. It has to be some, I don't know, it has to be like some aesthetic shit, like take a picture of your shoes or some shit. It's oh, like yeah. swag. <laughs> that, <And> then, <laughs> that, but that's the number one thing that, like, I heard somebody say that, like, th that's what girls do when they get their first cameras. They start taking pictures of their feet. Yeah, you and take I'm a picture like, of your feet or, like, like I have your seen that a lot. Yeah. Like, you just look down at your feet and you're like, damn, I got feet. I'm screaming. <laughs> nah, for real, they be together and shit. Get a photo just, of these size eights. I just got some shoes today. These hoes fire. 
Those are fancy. They still got the tag on the bottom too. Hey. It's lit. What are those? Um. Balenciagas or something? Nah, uh, Sandro. Sandro? I don't even know about that. Shit, he just put me on today. It was like some shit in Paris. Really? Shit huh. was expensive. How much? That's my first time spending like 1200 on some clothes, bro. Jeez. 1200 on shoes? Nah, it was, I think the shoes probably oh. like 300 or oh, something, okay. but it was like, it was this jacket and there was these jeans and then I had like this suede, like sweater it was crazy as fuck and wow. i bought some other shoes so are you like how's that going like having some money to buy some shit it's it's good <laughs> but at the same time i love saving money too but it's like um i feel like if you have the mentality that you're gonna always make it back spending is not a problem mm. but it has to be spent wisely but you're gonna have your dumb moments where you're like fuck this let's get fucked up let's turn them buying a pound or buying bottles like you're gonna have that moment you don't I feel like that's just pound. just get somebody to give you it True, but at the same time, it's like I like supporting too. Oh, that's but true. it's like Support if I can get grower. exactly if you can get the free weed for sure. But you're only gonna give me that free weed because I supported you in the past. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. At a certain point, you just mm -hmm. gotta start just keep buying weed because otherwise, like I hate just doing all the networking to get free weed. It's not worth it. Yeah, bro. Because people be want to be super cool. Like, yeah. damn, bro. I was just trying to get some weed, and you trying to be my best friend, and it's like the best feeling though is when you're at like rolling loud and you end up leaving with like a backpack full of like. West you Coast Cure. Full of eights and shit. That's like, God damn, I got like a half a pound in all these containers. Bro, West Coast Cure literally gave me like a backpack on my birthday. Mm -hmm. Like, a, a, it was a box full of like 30 cans of weed. Yeah. And I was so fucking loaded. It feels so much better than if you were to just have that in a bag. Mm -hmm. And the bags be clean too. You need some bags. You got some backpacks? No. We're actually working on that. We're working that should on be fire. Bags. Bags is like a new thing. We've done five million T-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. But that's just the wave. We got to get the bag, the bag dance. If you want to do yourself a favor when you get home, search Brian Pumper the bag dance. Well, he has a backpack on. No, it's just a dance called the bag dance that he does. It's the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my I'm whole screaming. life. I'm gonna tap in. I hate YouTube. I would love to play that right now. On YouTube, I used to look up like Bigfoot and like Loch Ness monster and see if aliens were real. That's like early wormhole that you fell yeah. into. <laughs> That's so funny. Every Big. single time I see a fucking bright ass star, I'd be like, guys, it's a shooting star. They're like, Cash, I think that's a plane. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I to fucking check wish, right? Don't bring me back down to earth, guys. Come <laughs> on. Enable my artistic vision. Right? Fuck. I'm trying to dream big. Okay, so what do you want them to do? Tell them what to do now that they're done watching this interview. Man, y'all are watching, you know, Cash Page and Adam22 on No Jumper right now. I want y'all to keep being you, keep being a cool kid. And just stay true, man. Many blessings to everybody. You know what I'm saying? And follow her on Instagram and whatnot. Facts. Follow me on Instagram. I, I, I don't really be caring, but yeah. Follow me on Instagram and stream my fucking music. K-A-A. K-A-A-S-H-P-A-I-G-E. Cash page. You always had the two A's? or? Yeah. Okay. So it's like cash means kill all arrogance, stop hatred. Oh, so that's not your government? Mm-mm. My real name is Kyla. Ah, uh, okay. Kyla Page. Okay. How'd you end up with that name, though? When did that come into the picture? I used to throw parties. I used to call myself Cash My Checks. Mm. And so it was like, you can't call yourself Cash because that's basic. You need a star name. So I used my middle name and just put it right by Cash. Oh, there it is. Cash. Does that mean anything to you, the Juicy J skit where he says Cash like five million times? I feel like when artists say Cash in their songs, like it's so teed. Like, I'd be like, they're talking about me. Mm. Like, I'll be hearing like Playboy Cardi's my cash, cash. I'll be like, hey. That's me. Hey, you all right? He sang I'm... my name in the baby voice. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> no, but I got to play you this Juicy J skit. What's for done this? Where he's like, motherfucker, call me on the phone. What? Cash. Who's this? Cash. For real? Yeah. I want to hear that shit. Right. That shit sound live. That's what we're my doing new anthem. after this. Yep. Bet.
Cash page, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.